Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Vale, your journey to this point has been far from typical and even further from easy. Emerging from the portal, you're greeted with darkness and chaos. You join a wave of escapees in the cavern who are frantically rushing up and out towards a possible exit. Any thought of getting your bearings is dashed as the rush of bodies through the portal continues, forcing you to follow the current of escape. The oil from a broken lantern burns with a low light at the foot of a winding staircase, revealing the trampled bodies of two dwarves. Even in the low light, you can make out the now cracked bone covering their skin. Climbing up into the light of day, you find Capris a battlefield. The confusion of combat makes it difficult to determine the distinct sides, if there even are any. Amidst all of this, you see a small child tumble to the ground. A tiger and Aarakocra swoop in to attack the child, combining into a single massive creature. Vale, what is it about this child that makes you leap into action? I think it's like pure instinct. Vale's not a protector, but seeing something that young be attacked by something that vicious, it's just like, nope, not going to happen. Not on my watch. As you leap onto this creature's back and start stabbing into it, you're caught completely by surprise when the bony claw of the black dragon Ezebeth crushes you both, pinning you to the ground and filling you with pain, giving way to a growing cold sensation. Iolana, Aranis, and Darvin, you return to Capris just in time to witness Ezebeth crush Vale. Her tail flings several away as she turns her attention to the growing chaos. Some are fighting back against the Horde, but many are attempting to flee. Adriana Balfall is trying to rally the brave and foolhardy to push these creatures back. A crackling blade of white light extends from her arm, with similar lines of crackling light spreading across her face. Felicity Hallowbrook and Cynthia Garrulous are moving people into the Blue Crab Tavern for protection. Holbrock and Mersakeen, the constructs, guard this entrance. What do you do? I have no idea. I feel like you're going to be a lantern, Elizabeth. Okay. 
Is anybody joining Darwin in this dash towards Ezebeth? Yeah. Has, has Veil, right? Has crushed Veil beneath a giant dragon claw. She's in full dragon form right now. Lots of bone covering di- different sections of her, though. Yep, that's uh, that's that's where Yolanda's head trying to pry Veil out of that claw. Yep. Okay. I don't think we're going to jump into combat just yet, but you do have to make your way through this combat. So everybody give me, I think, a dexterity or an athletics check to either snake your way through unharmed or to just barrel through other people. It's a general dex or athletics? Uh, sorry, uh, acrobatics or athletics. Acrobatics. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a good night. Wow. Man. Shannon. 21. Ooh. Acrobatics or athletics? Acrobatics. Okay. Nate? Eight. Acrobatics. And Chris? Seven. Darwin and Iolana, you get caught up in a wave of citizens as they're trying to run from these creatures, and they're just slowly pushing you back, hindering your progress as Arnis bolts ahead, manages to weave correctly through this flow of bodies. Arnis. You're the first to arrive at Ezebeth's claw. Pinned beneath it are a huge, just huge winged tiger centaur looking creature and Vale. Vale looks in a very bad spot. Like, not just under a claw, I mean, but quite beat up. You know, how a crushed person might look. Currently pinned underneath there. What do you do, Arnis? try to get them out how do you want to do that um not strong but i'm gonna try to pull them because i can't i feel like his brain isn't functioning properly and is not remembering like there's probably a better way for me to for me to do this (laughs) right just like seize them and the instinct is just pull them out understandable all right then give me an athletics check as you reach down and grab veil's one arm and Give a pull. Motherfucker. I crit failed. That's, that's, mm. we're starting that's early with good. the crit fails. That's no. So what I think is going to happen is as you reach out to Vale, and as soon as you get a hand on them, the tiger Aarakocra creature is going to swipe at you. And I need to roll a die here. Oh dear. Does a 16 hit your AC? Shield. <laughs> okay. What does that knock your AC up to? To 20. Stupid waste of so, spell slot. That, I don't want to get no, hit. Not necessarily. <laughs> I don't think you want to get hit yet. Like the fight even hasn't really started for you all yet. Yeah. So a massive tiger claw comes swooping in towards your face. You manage to throw up your magical shield, but the force of the attack still pushes you back a few feet. And Vale remains trapped under Elizabeth's claw. She is currently looking around right now for basically the largest concentration of people whom she doesn't like so she can just lay waste. I think at this point, though, Darwin and Iolana manage to catch up with you, Aranis, just after you get knocked back. So the three of you are back together. Anything Darwin or Iolana want to try? E. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as soon as he got close, attacked by Tiger. Eight. So not, not as a, as a, as a, as a, as a 
proper, but something else, right? Yeah, the other the creature other that's trapped caught. underneath the claw. Yeah. Like the other thing caught in the claw? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, Vale was right fighting now, it. Right now, Ezabeth is considered huge. So pinning down a large and medium-sized creature under one of her claws is definitely possible. I see. So Darwin or Iolana, what do you want to try? Since RNS already got to try something, but now you're all together, so you could actually help each other out. What was it on a try to get trying to lift the claw? No. Just no. trying to pull Vale out. So I guess I could attack here. And then You're gonna attack Tiger? Okay. Yeah. Vale and that tiger are pretty much like right next to each other. So yeah, getting next to Vale also means getting next to that creature. So if you want to take care of them first, that totally makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, I will I will I will attack, attack the tiger. Okay. Go ahead and attack. And I mean, I'm gonna use the leg sword. Where's your leg right now, then? Well, I just yeah. So do you just, like, drop your leg? And just hop it Leave it freestanding? Doing its thing. E- 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 I'm going to because I'm in a hurry. Okay. So, so I'm probably, probably like, like, you know, detecting as I'm, it as I'm running, running, and then it kind of hops, hops longish to me. God. <laughs> running I love it. the tip of the sword. That's fine. That's what that sword is made for. Right. All right, Darvin, go ahead and uh, give an attack. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh my gosh! Really? <laughs> I really crit. Can oh, confirm. I it, yes, I have visual. I love it. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me some damage. Okay, so leg leg sword is. Hang on. One d eight plus one d six plus five. So I'm gonna roll two d eight plus two d six. Jesus. Calculating. <laughs> Thank you, Natebot. 22 damage. Okay. You, yeah, you slice deep into this creature, and as a reflex, the Aarakocra and the tiger separate. The tiger oh is still trapped underneath that claw, but the Aarakocra is out. Definitely weaker than the combined form, but is now free to act on its own. Because it was either that or pretty much die. <laughs> Very nice, Darwin. Anything else you'd like to do, Darwin? Um, I still get a second attack, right? Gosh, that's right. I forgot how many attacks you get now. I get a lot. It's been a while since I've done this. You are a monk, so yeah, go ahead. So I guess it's Eric Cookhead now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. To attacking him. Go ahead. 21. Yeah, that's going to hit too. Okay. 14 damage. Ow. Is this a punch or a sword attack? Um, this is a sword attack. So, like, sword. Okay. Uh, where are you cutting them? Wherever I can reach. I, been probably I, mean, I, think you'd, I was going to say, I think you'd be like maybe hard pressed to get them in the face, but anywhere else seems like very doable. And they've got wings, so if you want to slash a wing, that's up for grabs, too. Oh, yeah. Wing. Okay. As you swing your leg and the blade just arcs through their wing, a section of the wing just falls off and hits the ground with a splash as it turns to water. Damn. Anything else you'd like to do, Darvin? I still get a punch. Go ahead and punch him, then. Yes. Fifteen. That's going to hit, too. Woohoo! Nice. It's good. I like that. Eight damage. 
Okay. That is not quite enough to finish them off. But as you hit him in the chest, you get a very familiar feeling bringing you all the way back to that first fight slash encounter you had in the grayscape. And you feel their chest kind of just give in like loose snow. And as your hand comes back out, it kind of just slowly reforms back out. Uh, And they're very mad at you now, Darvin. Good job. Iolano, what would you like to do? Iolano looks at the one thing standing in the way from her goal and decides she's going to do something about it. Okay, let's do something about it. This is going to be really stupid. I tried to pull Veil out. Yeah, no, this is bigger than that. Oh, Um, dear. Iolano's going to... like how fighters kind of take that like fist in their palm stance they're like one fist in the other palm and just kind of like channel their energy and then she's mm-hmm. gonna smack that fist into the palm and what that does is kind of channels all her psychic energy into a hammer of the inquisition which is one of her psychic abilities oh my God. towards the giant black dragon oh God. is this an attack this is an attack this is a full-on legit attack okay um Go ahead and do the roll, and then if oh, it succeeds... It's an intelligence save. Oh. oh, okay. So it's a saving throw. Mm-hmm. Intelligence save. What's the DC here? 16. 16. All right. Well, let me go get my die. That's a Hail Mary. Pretty smart. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'm going to give you the good news and the bad news. Go for it. The good news is that only comes to a 15. So Elizabeth failed her saving throw. The bad news is she's a really old dragon. The bad news is, yeah, she's an older dragon, so she has legendary resistance, which she uses one of. Fucking figured. So she chooses to save instead of failing. Mm. She's still going to take some damage, though. Okay. I mean, I figured there was going to be something on fail, too. Yeah, she's going to take half of seven D10s. Oh, good God. There's so many D10s. So while you're gathering up these dice mm-hmm. and doing math, what does this effect look like as it comes out or hits her? Is it just attacking the brain directly? Like, Yeah, it looks like from the outside, she would react as if she was punched in the like straight in the temple. But there's no like physical manifestation of it. It just literally like her head would whip. Oh, I'm going to love this so much. All right, roll some damage. That's a lot of dice. This is a pretty sound. Okay. Oh, dear. Um, so that That's one. a lot of ones. One, 18, 19, half of 32. I see the 16. Number. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do? That was my action as my bonus action, because I do have one of those. Oh, I can only spend seven psionic points per turn. So as my bonus action, I am going to, I don't remember the name of the ability. Um, oh, I can't do that because I haven't summoned my soul blade, so I will do that instead. You'll do what? Summon my soul blade. Ah, that's a very good idea. So you launch some sort of brain attack against Ezabeth, and sure enough, yeah, even on a success, like her head whips a little bit, and her head turns and stares right down at the group of you all, because she can't tell exactly where it came from, but she figures it must be close by. And then, yeah, your psychic blades pop out of your hands. <sighs> um, Can I actually ask a question really quick, Scott? Yes. So one of the elements of Psychic Inquisition states that it suffers disadvantage on its next wisdom saving throw before the end of your next turn. 
mm-hmm. can't tell the way it's written if that's only if it hits or if that happens no matter what. Um, just a sec. Let me uh... see if you're using that many points. It would be well, no matter what, but but it's a variable thing, so variable. So I can choose to use one point, or I can choose to use seven points. Let's see, psychic inquisition. Let's answer a question here and make a house ruling just to see how this goes. Oh, hey, you know when a creature communicating with you via telepathy is lying? How about that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't activated that yet. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Choose a creature you can see within 60 feet. Make an int saving throw on a failed save. It takes 1d10 psychic damage per point pent and suffers his man. Um, okay, so the way it's written, on a failed save, it takes 1d10 psychic per side point spent and suffers disadvantage on its next wisdom saving throw before the end of your next turn. On a successful save, it takes half as much damage. So I would take that to mean it does not suffer that disadvantage. Got it. That's, that makes sense. Because it's part of a different sentence. And mm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good to know. I forget that you have like fun saving throws with intelligence instead of just like the normal ones of decks and wisdom. Okay. So Iolana levies her attack. Elizabeth stares down at the group before turning to just attack whoever she can around her is going to activate her frightful presence. Each creature of the dragon's choice that is within 120 feet of the dragon and is aware of it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or become frightened for a minute. Then you can repeat at the end of each of your turns, uh, ending the effect on yourself. If a creature's saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the creature is immune to the frightful presence for the next 24 hours. So... Is anyone immune to uh, being frightened or have any sort of advantage on that? I know of. I wish I was. Okay. You would know. Just charmed. Okay. And say so I felt that would be more of a Nate thing, but let me double. Or sorry, more of a Darwin thing. Oh, oh actually, yes. I have still this in mind. mind. Oh, oh, but, but I, have I have to use an action, action to end one effect. So it doesn't have much. Okay, <laughs> but it's something you can do just afterwards. Do like you can just choose to. On my next turn. Okay. That action, yeah. Okay. So the first thing is, yes, all three of you make this wisdom saving throw. I'm going to roll for the air Kokra because Elizabeth honestly doesn't give a crap about them and would love to see them run away too. Uh, and this will hit probably a huge number of other people just incidentally. But let's just focus on the three of you for now. So everybody roll a wisdom saving throw. Well, run away. Let's start with Chris this time, since you just brain-punched her. It's a 14. Nate? 11. Shannon? 6. Okay. <laughs> All three of you, the Aarakocra, and pretty much everybody within 120 feet of Ezabeth starts running in fear. You all become frightened for the next minute. So, Ezabeth lets out a mighty draconic roar instilling fear in everybody around her the grayscape aracocra that you had been fighting just immediately turns starts running and tries to fly up into the air but one of its wings has been clipped and it crashes down and just picks itself back up and keeps running away and oh god (laughs) um they then crit on their saving throw after running a very fair distance away so Aranus, you are afraid. The Aarakocra has just run away. Elizabeth is not letting up. What do you do? Uh, try to save. Can I do that? 
I think that happens at the end of your turn. Oh, I'm, I can't do anything else, right? While frightened. You have to move. I have to run away, right? Uh, let me frightened, disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of the fear is within line of sight. And you can't willingly move closer to the source of fear. Doesn't say you have to run away. The Aarakocra did just because Darwin pretty much murdered them um, and Big Dragon. But um, no, you don't have to run away. Can I try to find something to hide behind? Yeah, you're Between in the middle them. of the town. Yeah, um, like you can go around a building if you wanted to. You could go into a building. Uh, yeah. Which which of those do you want to do? Oh, actually, in is better. So I will take the go into a building. Which building option. do you run into? Uh, first closest. I'm going to probably say the hotel. Sure. You rush into the hotel and you, yeah, you can make another saving throw. Oh, for. <laughs> What'd you get? Five. That is still a very scary dragon out there. Darvin. Aarakocra has run off. Aranus has run off. You're frightened. What would you like to do? I'd like to use my stillness of mind action to no longer be frightened. Nice. What does that look like when you do that? It's probably very, very meditative. Do you sit down or is this a standing thing? I think I do. I would sit down. I'm probably too frightened. So I think it's like a quick meditation with my eyes only. Like, not entirely closed. Okay. Then, yes, the frightened condition just washes away. That is awesome. Okay. So, say that leaves you with a bonus action, but I know a lot of your bonus actions require you to attack first. Correct. Okay. Ilana, you're also frightened. Doesn't mean you have to be inactive, but what would you like to do? I think I'm just going to follow Arnis. Okay. Ilana runs into the inn. Into the hotel. Make my save or probably fail it. It's a wisdom saving throw. Well, that's a crit fail, so welcome to that club. So Ilana and Aranis are both frightened inside the hotel. There's a number of citizens trying to take shelter, but yeah, things are not going the best right now. It's Elizabeth's turn. Darwin, since you're still out there, you can see this happen. Okay. As the battle continues on, more creatures are pouring up and out from the crater where Patches's little shop used to be. And as they pop up out of there, Elizabeth turns towards them and just unleashes her acid breath. And they all need to make a deck saving throw. Nice. Okay, yeah, so I rolled three deck saving throws for them because it's a large group. The first part of them, crit. The next one rolled an 18. And then the third group of them rolled a 10. So, oh, it's still half damage, so this still might kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, because her breath weapon deals 12d8 acid damage. Jesus. So that does 54 damage to all the ones who failed their save, and 27 to the rest. So really, like, three of them come out of that still alive, and that hole is just dripping with acid right now just dark and thick and those grayscape creatures are charging forward not having a good day they are also not going to charge Elizabeth. at this point they're just going to go after townsfolk who are also fleeing in terror from the giant dragon what leveled this huge swath of area so 
That's Ezabeth, the creatures. The Aarakocra is just continuing to run away. So, Aranus, frightened in the hotel. What do you want to do? Okay. Oh, got it. So, I still can't do anything. I can just make the save again. You can still do stuff. Like, if you want to take an action or a... Sorry, if you want to take a bonus action. Have, like, disadvantage or something? Yeah, you'd have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. Oh, actually, no, that's only while she's in line of sight. So you would not have any of that disadvantage right now. Because I assume you closed the door. I didn't say I closed the door. Uh, But I would assume if it was closed, (laughs) I would open it and close it. Yeah, we'll just say that the door is closed. You don't have to worry about line of sight with Elizabeth right now. You can take your actions and make that save at the end of your turn. I don't know what to do. I'm in here. There's nothing to attack. Oh, did you want something to attack? I can have something bust through that door right now. No, 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 no. (laughs) Don't do that. Um, I can summon Sir Carl. Okay. Is that going to do us any good, though? (laughs) He's so little. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe just for moral support? (laughs) Summon him, put him on my shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's shot, right? I suppose it can't hurt. It might. (laughs) It won't hurt to summon Sir Carl. Um, all right. I'm going to summon Sir Carl. Are you going to let him land on the ground or are you like catching him? No, I'll like catch him and then he can like hang out on my shoulder or something. So he lands in your hand with a little, the, the, hail! <laughs> what foul beasts need felling today? Uh, there's a lot of them, but I can't go back out there right now. So you're just going to chill with me until I work up the courage to go back out there. Fear's normal. It happens to everybody. <laughs> I think it's a little I'll, more than that. I'll help see you through this. Thank you. You can sit here for now, and I just put him on my shoulder. All right, then. He lands on your shoulder, and he'll give you a little pep talk on his turn. Now, Artis, I've been afraid, too. I once fought a mighty dragon. Let me tell you, they're definitely scary. But I'm here now, so it couldn't have been all bad, right? I- Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Not sure. Arnis, go ahead and save from the frightened. Don't fail me, giant die. I got a 16. Total? Yes. The DC is 16. So you are no longer frightened. Yes. Thank Sir you, Carl's giant die. Talk must have helped. Okay. Sir Carl on your shoulder. You now feel the fear just wash away and you're feeling ready to get back into the action. Darvin, what do you do? Is Vale still trapped under dragon claw? Vale is definitely still trapped under dragon. Okay. And now that Eric Kroka is gone. The bird person. Yeah. Yeah. The bird person. I'm going to see if I can help Vale out again. All right. How would you like to do that? Um, is there (laughs) space space between the claws? Yeah. There's space in between Elizabeth's claws. Her claw is very large. Like her foot is very large and Vale's kind of sticking out in between two of those claws. Uh, like torso is sticking out and they're one arm. Okay. Then I think I'm just going to reach an arm in and kind of try to, you know, finesse them out. All right. Um, make an athletics check. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> You're not going to be yeah, able this... to talk your way into decks. <laughs> nope. Uh, no. Like if, if you were Vale, maybe like squirming around, but you're just trying to yank them out. Like even if it's finessing, it's still more strength determined. Uh, so make an athletics check. Okay, I have a bonus. Katina. Okay, 
you start yanking on Vale's arm and you manage to get them halfway out. Elizabeth is very strong and very heavy and is not moving that claw right now. That is my turn. Okay. Iolana, what would you like to do? You are still frightened. Iolana's going to stand in a kind of clear space in the middle of the uh, hotel and mm-hmm. start to kind of swirl her arms in a in like an alternating circle in front of her, not like big windmills, but like she's building an energy current. And that uh, that wind that surrounds her that we know is a has a mm-hmm. name now. That gentle What's breeze that continues. Gentle breeze. Oh, gentle uh, breeze. Continues to grow into a larger and larger breeze until she has supplemented it with her own psychic energy to turn it into an air elemental. You can just do that with one of you there. Whoa, what okay. Do you mean? No, I I forgot that summoning an air elemental is something that Janasi can do. It's a psychic ability. Oh, it's a psychic uh, ability. It's one of my okay. mastery of air abilities. I'm just flavoring it with some of my uh, no, that's cool. That's Genasi cool. stuff we've built into it too. All um, right. As an action, I can cause an air elemental to appear in an unoccupied space that I can see within 120 feet of me. It lasts until my concentration ends and obeys my verbal commands. It rolls for initiative, and you can choose behavior during its turns. When this effect ends, the elemental disappears. See the monster manual for its stat block. I'm there now. Okay. We can just have them go right after you. Cool, yeah. That works. And I will, right now, as I kind of summon it, I'll tell it to uh, to guard me currently. And then as soon as we leave, follow me. Okay. And I'm going to then try to save from my fear. It's a good I'm idea. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Well, that didn't do anything. Nope. That was three plus my fours. Seven. Mm. Even with Sir Carl. Well, actually, you don't know Sir Carl very well. So maybe Never his met. presence is not calming. But even with your air elementals presence... The fear is still in you. All right. Esbeth's turn. I have to see if she recharges her breath weapon first. Because if so, a lot of things are going to melt again. That's a six. It does oh, recharge. Yeah. I think part of the Grayscape horde is starting to rush the buildings that people are in. And so Esbeth lets out her acid breath, just pointed right in front of the hotel. So it's probably a good thing you're still inside behind the walls. Aye, aye, aye. You know, 12d8 damage is no joke. So there's a group of these grayscape creatures charging the hotel, and she lets out her acid breath. They make a dex save of, which is, yeah, not enough. So Arnis, if you're peeking out the window or cracking open the door at all, now that you're no longer afraid, you just see a blast of acid melt through them. And then it's just a puddle in front of the door. And then taking their time coming out of the crater. First, Darwin, you see three distinct creatures, all roughly humanoid in shape, but supplemented with some wonderful animal parts. So you see one of them come out with a rat head and tail The second one has the torso of a toad, including a very large mouth with a long tongue hanging out. And the third, the third has the wings and a stinger of a giant wasp. And they step out of the crater and wait 
as if they're waiting for somebody. And then, since Arnis is just waiting for things to get interesting, after that wave of acid passes in front of the hotel, you hear footsteps rushing towards the door, and the door flies open. Arnis, in the doorway, you see your mom, Adriana Baufall. She has many scrapes and bruises at this point, but that white blade still burns strong. She opens the door and she looks over at you and Ilana, now accompanied by Sir Carl and an air elemental, no less. Arnis, what are you doing in here? The battle is outside. If you want to hide, go into the tavern with everybody else. But if you want to be useful, we could use your help. My aware of how the dragon frightened me. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that was the dragon. Like, you know Ezebeth did that to you. Did a thing. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure I was clear about that before I answered. (sighs) One. That stupid dragon magically frightened me. Two. I'm on my way. On your way where? Back out there to get Vale out from under the stupid dragon's foot. And then after that? I don't know. To fight something else? <sighs> Jesus, what do you want from me? I, Arnis, I know you are, in your own way, a healer, right? Yeah. There are a lot of wounded people out there. Probably more than you can handle on your own. Unless you happen to have a bunch of medical supplies in your bag with you. Do you? Medical supplies? I don't... What? I don't use medical supplies. No, I know you use magic. I know you're a bard and you you have the spells. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying there are more people wounded and hurt right now than what you could deal with on your own. Unless you also happen to have things like bandages or potions or, you know, painkillers, anything. So what are you asking me to do? (sighs) I know it's not what you want to hear, but... Arnis, can you go get your, can you go get Sicarius? Uh, she sees Iolana there and definitely bites her tongue on calling Sicarius your sister. <laughs> Where is she? You can get her if you go to the vice count's room in the Driftwood house. She, she can do something I can't? She has healing supplies as well. We just need someone to go get her. Which right. is not a surprise. Like, you were in Sicarius's lab. You know that she does, yeah. like, a lot of potions yeah, yeah. and things. Okay, I'm going to go get Veil, because priorities, and then I'll go get her. Okay. Don't be afraid to stab somebody along the way if you need to. You Wow, you don't know me at all. Or... <laughs> what? Yeah, if somebody Sorry, tries just... to attack me, I'm going to stab them or mock them to death. Like, I got it. (laughs) Mock you to death. Done it before. (laughs) Okay. Give me a perception check, Aranis. And Iolana, too, actually. You're there. You can see this. Ooh. Ooh. What do you got? Not a crit. Iolana? That's a 10. I still think with a 10, though, you're not going to quite pick it up. Uh, Maybe if you had more familiarity with Adriana, you would see it. But Aranis has seen her before and has seen her without this magical flair that she has going about her. And Arnis, what you see in between the crackles of light on her face is that sometimes it kind of like pulses and recedes a little bit. And when it recedes, 
you definitely see all the area underneath that has turned bone. Oh. So whatever she's doing is definitely taking quite the toll on her. Okay. But yeah. She gives you a nod and says, all right, go save your friend. <sighs> I'm going back out there. She kicks the door open and she runs out. Arnis, no longer afraid. Sir Carl on your shoulder. What would you like to do? Don't get Vale. All right. You run out. There's Darvin and Vale still under that claw. I would give for somebody with strength what I would give. But I can see that he's got them partway out, so I'm going to just keep pulling. Yeah, yeah. Saw that right. Yeah, I saw that, that was almost a 20. That's about the night we're it having. It wasn't a 20. Oh, no. Now it's, That's not no, good. Now it's a nine. So, yeah. You reach down and try to give a yank, and your feet just slip on the ground, and you're not able to make any headway there on getting Vale out. Uh, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to try to, like heal veil but is that a waste until we get them out i feel like if they're still squished yeah. there's not a lot of point in healing them okay and unless you're going to tell sir carl to attack Elizabeth, i don't think he's going to do anything either no i'm not doing that other than just like it's veil they live it's wonderful news <laughs> we should help them i'm trying carl no i <laughs> i know he knows but he's vocalizing his wants. Yeah. Darvin, what would you like to do? Same thing. All right. Go ahead and give them a good yank. Seven. Damn it. <sighs> We're going to pull the arm out of the socket. No, I don't think so. <laughs> good. But you're not, you're not pulling them out from underneath Elizabeth either. All right, Darvin, anything else you'd like to do? Okay. Iolana. Still in the hotel, still a little scared, but you have your wind buddy now. I'm going to use my bonus action, and I've not used this yet, but I'm gonna. I know I'm going into this fight eventually, so I'm gonna get proactive. I take a deep breath in, and as I let it out, my body is covered in a very thin sheet of frost, and I'm using my frozen sanctuary ability. Bonus action, action, you sheathe yourself with icy resilience and gain 20 temporary hit points. Wow. How, what's your hit point max? Uh, 73. Okay, yeah. Damn. I can I can breathe on Elon if I really want to. Oh, don't. Uh, you have to piss Elizabeth off first, which I know you're working on, so we'll see. Anything else, Elana? I'm going to tell my air elemental... To mm-hmm. go help to retrieve Vale. And then I am going to open the door. And even though I'm afraid of this dragon, I'm going to summon up my will and try and hammer her again. Since it's an int save and not an attack roll. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have to move closer to do this either. So that's good. Because you can't actually move closer to her while you're frightened. So let's see. Uh, let me look at her int score again. That was a six. And she's once again going to use her legendary resistance. So that's uh, two that she's now used on you. But she'll take that half damage. It's uh, it's going to be four. I don't have the full seven for this. Ooh, those are good numbers. 29 damage. That is like three points less than what you did with seven dice. There's two nines and a seven. Which is crazy. Okay. So again, her head whips around from the force of this 
I think she focuses in on that hotel, just like it's in there, whatever it is, narrowing it down to you, but like, mm. Oh, I need to roll my save. Yeah. Make your wisdom save. Eight on that die. Mm. 12. Not enough. So after Ilana is Ezabeth, who first needs to try to recharge her breath. Oh, she does not. Oh, so sad. Uh, <laughs> good salt. Thank you for the sympathy, I guess. See air. Wait, you can see air? No, like S-E-A. It's salty. See air is salty. I mean, gentle breeze is right there. You just effing with me? Yep. Yep. You're a dick. <laughs> I can see air. Shut up. <laughs> oh, actually, I fr- uh, Iolana, you said that uh, you told the air elemental to go help free Vale, right? Yep. Let's go do that now, because they act right after you. Mm-hmm. I'm rolling a strength check, right? For that air elemental. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, oh yeah. What? That's a fucking two, baby. For a total oh. of four. Oh my gosh. That's, I think being an air elemental, gentle breeze is less used <laughs> to grabbing things like with a hand and gently pulling them out. They're more used to the whole whirlwind effect. I'm going to suck you into me and hurt you a lot. Um, so this is just harder for them. Okay. And then it's Elizabeth's turn. She uh, did not recharge her breath weapon, hey. but she is going to take note of the four of you down there by her foot. And she recognizes the two of you, at least. I know she would record. Chris, remind me, was Vale in her natural form when she met Elizabeth? No. All right. So, yeah, Elizabeth recognizes Darwin and Aranis, does not recognize Vale, does not recognize Sir Carl. But she will turn down to you, Darwin, Arnis, and whip her head down and say, If you don't leave me alone and let me do my work, I'll have to hold you accountable for your crimes here and now, instead of offering you the respite that I've extended so far. I hate this lady. Well, she's a narc, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Arnis is just going to say, let go of the changeling and we'll go. <laughs> Darvin, anything you want to say in response? Yeah. <laughs> Darvin, made a few words. But when he speaks, it's 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 good. Hmm. I think Elizabeth, like on your turns, you'll definitely have chances to persuade her one way or another. But since it's her turn right now, she's going to say, Look, everything that started pouring out of that hole was attacking the people here. They came out, so I'm going to crush them. And then it's the grayscape creature's turn. So Darwin and Aranus, you can see the three creatures that most recently emerged from the crater. The wasp, the toad, and the rat. And they all turn their attention as a familiar figure walks out. And you see the... Actually, no, they don't look any different from the outside. Grayscape creatures only look different after they've been hurt. Or after they've been, they've lost, like they've severed something or they've been killed. So you see a familiar figure as Leopold walks out of the crater. And in his hand, he's holding a shard of some kind of metal or stone. 
Go ahead and both of you roll perception for me. Here. All right. Darvin? 12. Aranus? 23. Okay. I think you can both make it out. Aranus picks up on it first, of course, but Darvin just moments later. And as Leopold steps out and these three animal-like humanoids step in front of him in his hand, that shard you see glistens as the light hits it. And it is a shard of Brumble's mantle. All right. Aranus, you stand at Ezebeth's foot, veil still trapped under her claw. Darvin, Sir Carl, and an air elemental at your side as Leopold slowly approaches with that same confidence that he had before. This time, he's accompanied by... Three human-animal hybrids, the wasp, the toad, and the rat. He carries a shard of Brumble's mantle, and he certainly means you and anybody else harm. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close, but the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Tucker Tuttle and Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello and Sierra Jones. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Phoenix Bryan. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blocklin for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.